Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, My name is Rachel, and I am the children's director here, and I would like to invite all kids of all ages, if you're a kid at heart, will you guys come up? I'm going to, we're going to do something. Come on up. And don't forget where you're sitting. Come on up. Let's take a seat. Um, So this month in our children's ministry, we have been um, doing a series called City of Angels, and we've been focusing on the angels in the Christmas story. So yes, come on up around here. Oh, this is so great, you guys. All right. All right. We're going to sit. Are you ready? So I'm going to read a story. We're going to conclude our series with the story. And I'm going to need your guys' help. So I need you to turn your listening ears on and... I want to practice. Can you guys make a whooshing sound? Go whoosh. whoosh. Let's try it one more time. Go whoosh. Okay. So what I'm going to do in our story, there's a couple of spots where I'm going to hold the microphone out like this. And I want you guys to go whoosh. Okay. Should we practice? Beautiful. You guys are going to do great. Okay. Are you ready for our story? Can you hold it like this? All right. So... A long, long time ago, so long ago that it's hard to imagine, God promised a new king. He wasn't any ordinary king like the ones we see on TV or in books. He would be a different king. He would be a new king, a rescuing king, a forever king. And do you know what? One precious night, God kept his Christmas promise. Would you like to know how he did it? I wished you. Sorry, not that part yet. I just wanted a yes. Okay, sorry. All right. (laughs) All right, so the Christmas story starts with an angel. Perfect, you guys. He came from God to see Mary. The angel had a special message. Mary, you're going to have a baby. He will be a special baby. God promises that your baby is going to be king. Not for a little time, but forever and ever and ever. He will be the forever king. Mary was going to marry Joseph. So God sent another angel. He came to see Joseph, and the angel had a special message. Mary is going to have a very special baby, the angel said to Joseph. Her baby is going to be king and will rescue his people. He will be a rescuing king. God had promised that this new king would be born in a little city called Bethlehem. And that's where Mary and Joseph went. But Bethlehem was very, very busy with lots and lots and lots of people. So when the baby was born, he had to sleep in a manger instead of a bed. All the other mangers in Bethlehem held food for hungry animals to munch. But this manger held a tiny baby. He was God's special new king. The shepherds in the field had such a surprise. It was quiet and dark, and the sheep were snoozing. Then, an angel appeared and popped into the sky. Now the sky was bright, and the shepherds were so, so scared. But the angel had a special message for them. Don't be afraid. I have wonderful good news for you, the angel said. God's chosen king has been born tonight. He's going to rescue his people just as God promised. He will be the rescuing king. Then lots and lots of other excited angels joined in to celebrate. 
The shepherds were really excited. They went rushing to see the new king, and there he was, lying in a manger, just as the angel had said. But they weren't the only ones who had heard the good news about the promised new king. Some wise men were living far, far away and also had seen a message. It was quiet and dark, and they were watching the stars when a new star popped into the sky. The star had a special message, and the wise men knew what it meant. A very special king had been born, the king for all God's people. This child was the promised new king. The wise men were so excited, so they went on a long journey to see the new king. And there he was, just as the star had shown. Everything God promised came true. There are lots and lots of different kings in the world, but God sent the greatest king of all. He sent a new king, a rescuing king, and a forever king. And this part says, do you want to know what his name was? But do you guys want to say his name super loud on the count of three? One, two, three. Jesus! That was great. Good job, guys. (laughs) So it was Jesus. Um... And I wanted to ask, what, I want to know, what is some of your favorite things about Christmas? Does anybody want to raise their hand and share? Yes. Go ahead and say it. Yep, seeing family. Yes. Presents. Presents. I like that one too. Yes. Presents. We all like presents. Brandon. Hot Hot chocolate. That's a good answer. All right, anyone that didn't answer, say it all together on the count of three. One, two, three. I heard all of them. I like those too. Can anyone? Yeah. A puppy or a puppet? Puppet. Okay. Great. I love it. Can anyone guess what my favorite thing about Christmas is besides things that are sparkly? Jesus. Yeah. Can we all say that Jesus? It is his birthday. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness, you guys are great. Will you guys pray with me? I will start it, and then will you repeat after me? And we can all do it together. Sound good? All right, you ready? Let's close our eyes and fold our hands. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for sending angels to tell us that the king was on his way. Thank you for keeping your promises. And thank you for Christmas. And everyone said, amen. Awesome. You guys can go back to your seats. That was amazing. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, kids. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas, church. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? On the count of three, let's yell it out. Whatever it is, one, two, three. Perfect. One person loves Jesus about Christmas. (laughs) Nah, I heard everything. It was all good. Um, Christmas is one of my favorite uh, holidays. It's one of my favorite moments as a church to come together and celebrate. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Whether you come here every week or whether you are just in town visiting or just a friend of Renew, we want to welcome you and welcome to those watching online. I want to begin tonight by reading from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was a first census that took place while Quirinius, I messed up that name, and everyone went to the town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. In Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to, med- to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news and great joy that will be for all people. In Matthew... We see in the beginning chapters, the Matthew's version of the story of Jesus. And he comes and talks to Joseph, and he says, hey, Joseph, this is the plan. And Joseph says, this doesn't really sound like a great plan. I don't really get it. And he says, don't worry. Don't be afraid. Just trust me. And then the angel says, she will give birth to a son and you will give him a name, Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. See, in every gospel account, the gospel accounts are the first four books of the New Testament. And it's the story of Jesus. It's the good news for all of us. It's the good news and there's a declaration about who Jesus is embedded in each of the first Christmas stories. And it's absolutely beautiful. Jesus is coming. This is good news for all people. Jesus is coming. He is Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's the Savior. He will save the people from their sins. And then we have the book of John. The book of John, there's this almost like cosmic spiritual view of the Christmas story. I love that we have a couple gospels where it's just very practical on the ground talking about the the, the different pieces of the Christmas story. And then John kind of zooms way out and says, this is what's happening on a cosmic, on a spiritual scale. John begins and says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made. And then there's this phrase, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, but the darkness cannot overcome it. He is declaring who Jesus is. Jesus was. Jesus is. Jesus will be. Jesus is the light. He says in this verse, he is the life. 
That word for life in the Greek is zoe. And it means absolute fullness of the life in God. To put it short, it means you're living a God kind of life. Jesus came to show us what a God kind of life looks like when it's lived out. He also came to give us the power to live a God kind of life. It says, in Jesus, you find this God kind of life. And then he is the light, and darkness cannot overcome the light. There is nothing that can overcome the light. When the light shines in the darkness, the darkness flees. This is Jesus. John continues. And then he says this line in verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In another version, in the message version of the Bible, it says, God moved into the neighborhood. I love that definition. The question for us is, has God moved into your neighborhood? Has God moved into your house? Has God moved into your family? Has God moved into your job or your career or your relationships? That is the question for us because God came down from heaven, took a step onto earth, was born as a child. He moved into the neighborhood in the most innocent, beautiful way possible. question is, do you know him? Do you know this Jesus? See, throughout all of scripture, it's interesting because, especially in the Old Testament, there's this barrier between God and humanity. It began in the garden when uh, we first sinned against God, when we first said, God, no thank you, I'll go my own way and try to figure out on my own Time, my own will, my own desire, and then there's this fracture that happened in our relationship with God. And throughout the rest of the Old Testament, it's God trying to restore this relationship with humanity. But there's this barrier that's there. And we see it all through the Old Testament. People get near God, but people are not close to God. And then Jesus is born and moves into the neighborhood. God comes close to us through a baby. And everything changes. He closes that barrier in Jesus. And then we see Jesus, the life of Jesus throughout the Gospels, and we see Jesus live this God kind of life. And he shows what you and I, what a God kind of life looks like. Through Jesus, his life shows us what it looks like to live and be in relationship with our Father. Through his life, he shows us what it looks like to live a life on mission. He shows us what it looks like to live in relationship with others. He shows us what it looks like to correct the religious and love the unlovable. He shows us what it looks like to be generous. He shows us what it looks like to serve and to sacrifice. 
See, in Jesus, we learn an abundant life. In John 10.10, Jesus has this phrase as he's talking about, hey, follow me, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep, follow me. He has this phrase, he gives this warning. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And then he says this, I have come to give life. I have come to give Zoe, I have come to give this God kind of life. To my kids. And in Jesus, we learn what this life, what this abundant God kind of life looks like. See, in Jesus, we are not only free from things, we are, we are free from guilt, shame, condemnation, worry, anxiety, broken relationships, the power of sin, and the evil one. In Jesus, or living a life without purpose, free from having to do it all on our own. But we are also free to certain things as we live this God kind of life in Jesus. We are free to love, free to forgive, free to live a life of purpose and freedom in Him, free to live in relationship with Him, our Father, the Holy Spirit who is in us, who leads and guides us. Uh, we are free to live a life that is healed in relationships. To live a life where we live an identity that Jesus gives us as his sons and daughters. To live a life where we are loved, we are shown grace and mercy, and we are in relationship with him. Do you know this life? Do you know this God kind of life that we are shown in Jesus? Because this life in Jesus, this life in and with Christ is ultimately better. Because Jesus says over and over in the Gospels, I am better. There's a promise in Matthew. And the promise is that God is called Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus moved into the neighborhood. And notice it doesn't say God is with you if. <laughs> like there's no qualifier there. If I live a good enough life, God is with me. If I act a certain way, God is with me. If I don't swear, God is with me. If I don't watch this movie, God is with me. You could go on in the list. The promise is that God is with us. It's in his name. It's Emmanuel. So church, what does God with us mean? The promise of Christmas carries That God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is always with you. His spirit dwells inside of you. If you are lost, he is with you as your guide. When you're alone, he is with you as your companion. When you are hurting, he is there as your comforter. When you are afraid, he's there to be your peace and courage. When you are sick, he is there with you as healer. When you are weak, he is there 
and he is there to be your strength. And when you are dead, lost in your sins, he is there to save us. He is Emmanuel, God with us, who came to save us from our sins. Amen? Amen. As we prepare to continue our worship to sing our last song, we're going to be singing Silent Nights. And you were hopefully grabbed a candle on the way in. Kids have battery-operated candles in their bags. But the ushers are going to come forward after I get done praying and begin lighting the candles from the center aisle, and you can share with your neighbor. But as we enter into this song, I, I, I want to ponder on that question for us. Do I know this Jesus? Do I know this Emmanuel, God with us? I want to remind us of the promises of Jesus tonight and the promises of Christmas. Amen? Let's pray together. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to gather and worship you, and celebrate Christmas. It's such a beautiful time to gather with family, to gather with friends, to to open presents, to eat food, to be together, to be in community. It's such a beautiful season. And Jesus, I pray that tonight just reminds us of your truths, your promises in Scripture that no matter where we are, no matter what we're going through in life, there is a promise that you are Emmanuel, you are God with us. That you moved into the neighborhood to show us that God kind of life. And I pray you continue to move in our neighborhoods and use us to go out and show others that God kind of life. Amen. Amen. Let's continue our worship.